career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey, hey guys, it's time for another episode of 40 Plus Real Man Real Talk. You know I'm the guy, Rick Clemens, your host, and you know we're always diving into interesting stuff where guys over 40 are trying to work through the things that drive them nuts, everything from sex and health and money whatever it might be. But I want to remind you that every month we have our 40 plus men's chats. Those happen every month, the first Tuesday of the month. The next one is coming up on July the 7th. And if you want to be part of that, just know that all you have to do is go to 40 plus men's chats. You can either use the four zero or you can type out 40, 40 plus men's chats.com to jump in, dive in and have some of those conversations. We always have a great group of guys. There's always a theme and I would love to have you guys there besides having you just listen here on the podcast and you can also join the Facebook group. So, okay, enough of the advertising stuff. Let's dive in today. So I'm a guy in his mid fifties who is like banging my head against the wall because no matter what I do, I exercise, I seem to eat pretty good except the wine that I consume and the body's just not staying the way I want it to stay. And it's not the battle of the bulge, so to speak. It's the frustrations that sometimes you think you got it all figured out, and then the next thing you discover is, wow, there's that little role and this little role. And I happened to meet the guy that I'm about to bring on the show through another business that I work in. He's a speaker. He's a guy that I've really come to respect, and we have a lot of fun together every time we get to work on his business. And his name is Jack Kunkel. And he is just a super guy who is working with people in all sorts of stuff around their lifestyle, their health, their personal health struggles. And I felt it would be a really excellent, excellent conversation to have him on the podcast and share some stuff that he's learned. He's quite the guy. He's an ex-bodybuilder. He actually still does that stuff. I can tell by his pictures. But anyway, Jack, welcome to the conversation, Dan. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited yeah. to dive in. Yeah. So uh, this is where I just shut up and you just tell everybody everything they're supposed to do for getting their health in place. So the show is your... Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you know, it's pretty interesting because a lot of people that I work with on a daily basis, so I do a lot of alternative medicine uh, and my background's pretty pretty diverse as you were talking about before. I was a right, professional right. drug-free bodybuilder and a personal trainer, uh, clinical nutritionist and whatever. But what I found, it's really always a blend of different things that you have to do every single day. It's about yep. creating those habits. And when I start working with people, we're, we're just going to kind of pick a place to start because um, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Yep. So, so maybe the, the first part, you just kind of look at your life, kind of examine it. Mm -hmm. And if you think about four specific areas in your life um, that we, we want to start with. So the, the first one is nutrition. Right. Yeah. And if you just took a minute today and, and maybe just write, wrote down what you eat, ate for three days, let's just say, yep. and then you go back and examine it, it's going to give you a lot of keys to where you could get better nutrition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, I, I have a, a PhD in quantum physics and natural medicine. So I understand that 
when you eat foods that aren't processed, whole foods, you know, foods that come from a farm or not a factory, foods that come from a, you know, from a, a you know, this, this plant, yeah. you know, that gets the energy from the sun. Um, that's when you're going to create health within the body. That's when you're going to be able to reduce body fat, but it's, it's a consistent thing. You know, nutrition, I always yeah. tell people doesn't work like a medication. Exactly. Exactly. Right. We could we could give you Benadryl and you can get tired pretty quickly, but right. you can eat good right. one day and you're not going to you know lose weight. But it's interesting. I know for me, and I've really I've started to see this, and I can almost predict. And even though I can predict it, I still sometimes put this stuff in my mouth. But I I know beyond a shadow of a doubt the things that are going to like make me feel like crap are not going to mm. make me you know like so I know carbs for me. And I'm not a big carb guy. I've never been like, ooh, lots of breads, ooh, lots of pastas. Mm. But my carbs will be like the tortillas and the tortilla chips if and when I do eat them. And I can, I can tell you point blank, if I decide to have some nachos, I'm going to feel like crap for two days afterwards. I just know it. And so sure. I'm very particular when I do that, you know. And I think it's interesting when you can start to pinpoint those things, especially from a nutrition perspective. I know that I can drink wine. I'm totally good. I don't have mm -hmm. any issues drinking wine. But the moment I decide, okay, I'm going to have a nice cocktail. I'm going to have my Manhattan. Yeah. I'm going to have a whiskey drink. The next two days, my body yeah. is just like, why did you do this to me? You know? Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. And I'm glad you started out with the nutrition and the four steps because we almost become, I'm going to call it numb to just consuming mm. stuff because this is what we eat, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we don't ever take the opportunity to step back and go, okay, but as my body's changing, is that the best thing to be putting in my body? Sure. Yeah. I test people a lot. And a lot of the things is corn, you know, corn is 95% mm -hmm. yes. of the United States is genetically modified. So I, I react horrible to corn. Now, the other thing with, with corn chips are the the vegetable oils that they use on them, they're all inflammation. It causes inflammation within the tissues. Right. And I mean, I, I, people are probably listening to this, but if you, if you visualize your cells, if you can't heal the cell, you'll never get well. So every single one of your tissues, organs are made up of cells. Yep. And what happens is when you're eating these bad fats, it causes inflammation around the cell. So you could go get tested for your thyroid. You can go get tested for your testosterone. Yep. If you have literally cellular inflammation, that cell can't hear the signal to use fat, fat for energy, you know, mm -hmm. to build muscle, to increase testosterone. Like you could have these hormones floating around everywhere, but if you have cellular inflammation, it, your cells aren't going to hear it. Um, so re really look out for the vegetable oils, um, the trans fats, you yeah. know, and I'm not going to get into the whole saturated fat. Sure, I, sure. I eat a lot of saturated fats and cholesterol because they make up your cell membranes. Right. It's just really about that food quality. Food quality <clears throat> it is about eat. the food quality. And, and that's part of why I've done some of the keto stuff. I did it for a while and I, I felt yep. a lot different. And then I started going, I'm bored with this, but I, I know when I'm in it and I still practice a lot of it. I mean, I, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I know what I'm going to do here. I know what I'm going to do here. It's just, you got to keep it fresh. And I think this is where people, when it comes to nutrition and with my you know degree in dietetics, I know this, you can't just continue to eat the same stuff all the time. Your body's going to go, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And that's when most people fall off their good, healthy eating habits. Yet, if you just mix it up a little bit, your body doesn't need a whole lot of variety. At least that's my perspective. It just needs mm -hmm. the right good variety happening. 
and you can actually make things really begin to happen. So what's step two then? You talked about nutrition. What's the next step, man? Uh, the next one is really you got to create a positive mindset. We, we have what's called a caveman negativity. And it's just a bias within our brain. And, and you, could, you could explain it a hundred different ways, but you have around 80,000 thoughts a day, 68,000 thoughts are negative. So <laughs> when we start looking at it, and I, I, I'm constantly catching myself, you have to be, a, be able to create some type of awareness around the fact that we have this negative mindset yep. um, that holds us back from doing everything, from, holds us back from doing that workout. Um, we'll hold us back from, you know, drinking enough water. We'll hold us back from, you know, sleeping better at night. So you really got to think about creating a my positive mindset. I mean, there's simple things you could do. Gratitude's great. I fill out what's called a five-minute journal. I got it on my phone. It popped up every morning. Reminds me to, to write things that I'm grateful for. It uh, doesn't even take five minutes. Right. Um, meditation's critical. Um, I, I set, when I start working with people, I set up a morning ritual. Uh, and meditation is usually one of them. And, and if you don't, you know, you don't like meditation, you never tried it, do it a minute, try it for a minute, <laughs> Right. And, but just do it every day. And so it's just creating this positive mindset to be aware of the negative thoughts we have. And then once you're aware of it, you could do something about it. Because if you're so, not aware of it, you're not going to. Right. And it's so interesting. And I, I, and I have, I've met a lot of guys. So guys, I am talking to you right now. They're like, I can't do this meditation thing. Really? When was the last time you were driving down the street and then suddenly you realize you got where you're going? You don't even remember how you did it. Guess what? You were in a state of meditation in a weird, sure. weird way. It's not about going, okay, I'm going to get in this yoga pose and I'm going to put my, it's like letting the mind begin to relax. It's actually that simple. And yes, you're going to mm. see the thoughts and you're going to hear the thoughts and all you got to do is start to like, okay, there's the thought. Yep. Okay. Got it. And yeah. Jack is right. One minute can lead to two, can lead to three. And there's so many great apps out there these days that have meditations, guided meditation, music. I was actually laying in bed yeah. last night listening to one of my favorites recently because of the whole COVID thing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what's her name? Gilbert, not Melissa Gilbert. <laughs> the Eat, Pray, Love gal. And um, she just recently did a meditation for uh, Insight Timer. And it's really good because she's talking about fear and getting past the fears and everything. You mm. guys, you can listen to something like this and it's going to open you up so, so much. And it is Elizabeth Gilbert and it's yeah. 20 minutes, but I tell you what, I've been listening to it on a really regular basis over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks. And I do meditation morning and night. I mean, I, sometimes I sit on my pillow over here in my office and do that kind of meditation. And other times I flip on insight timer, right? As I go to bed, I lay there and listen to one and it makes all the difference. And again, kind of like what I'm eating. Yeah. If I don't do my meditation. Oh my God, the next day or my sleep or anything gets so screwed up. So I totally agree hundred percent with this positive mindset piece, man. And I think men fight this, don't you? Oh, hundred percent. You know, it's and the ego. I'm, you know, we all deal with it. I dealt with it my whole life. <laughs> Sometimes you, you just, you know, you get divorced, you get something, something sets you off in that path where you're just like, all right, I'm done with this nonsense. I really right. don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> well, and it goes back to this kind of caveman mentality. It's like, I'm a man. I don't need to do this. Yeah. You probably need to do it more than most people because we're sure. just so charged, you know, just even this morning I found myself being charged over something. I'm like, okay, Rick, why are you getting charged over this? You can't control it. 
it's the way somebody else sees something. You don't have to prove this to anybody. You just got to go do your stuff. All you got to do today is record three podcasts and get them done. That's what yeah. you're supposed to be doing today. You know? So um, what's the thing that you've, you, you talk about the journaling, you talk about the meditation, yeah. but when you're sure. in that moment where something like I just described, it suddenly charges you, what do you do to flip that switch? Well, that it's, it's super hard, right? We're, we're pumped up. I, I like to do different breathing techniques, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, a breathing technique techniques from the Institute of Heart Math, where you visualize breathing through the center of your chest, love, ease, and compassion, and then just exhaling normally. Um, doing the five, four, three breathing. There's so many different breathing techniques. It's controlling the breath because once you control the breath, you're going to drive your body out of that fight state yes. and go into the relaxed state. It's uh, so but it's, it's it's easier said than done. Yes, but <laughs> right? it's also so interesting because I do this with a lot of clients when I'll be in the middle of a session coaching and suddenly I can just hear them starting to go, okay, but this and then this and then I'm like, okay, I need you to just stop and take a breath. And it gets really silent. Mm. I'm like, okay, so now where were we? And a lot of times they're like, um, I don't know. Yeah, because you just needed to breathe. It's amazing that that breath can stop just about any crazy thought that's happening doesn't mean it's going to go away, but it helps stop it. So um, I love this, this stuff. This is great stuff for us guys. So what's number three in, in your four steps? Sleep, you know, sleep is absolutely critical. Um, I've had, I've had people lose 20, 30 pounds from just correcting their sleep. I mean, it, it creates, you know, your body's ability to not use fat for energy. It's called insulin resistance. Um, you know, your, your, your brain is always on, always on, always on at night. It has to detoxify itself. Um, you know, sleep is just so critical for so many different aspects of your life, energy, cognition. Um, you know, me without sleep is just not good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm yes. a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when I had the two, I have a couple of kids and there's actually five kids in my house. You know, when I have horrible nights of sleep, which you could understand, um, having so many kids in the house, it happens. And right. I can tell you my performance the next day is not well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, from a weight loss stand, I mean, I, I've been working with people on weight loss since 1998. Um, I, I wrote a book. It's fat loss, not weight loss. It does pretty good on Amazon. Um, w- w- one of the biggest things you, I found is, you know, sleep is one of those huge factors that we all need. Yes. Um, and it's quality. It's really creating quality sleep. And maybe if you had to take one takeaway from this, you got to get you got to get rid of the blue light, the blue light from the computer screens at night. And you got to get natural sun and during the day, just a little bit in your eye. Cause yeah. you know, it, it's really a light thing. Now there's a whole bunch of other things, you know, sure. stimulants and stuff like that. But th- I mean, that's one of the biggest things I find is just controlling the light alone helps mm-hmm. tremendously. So, so sleep is really critical. So this is something that I have had numerous conversations with a lot of my physicians because we're trying to figure out, okay, what is this thing? And we've really f- tried to focus in on the sleep thing for me mm-hmm. because I have pretty dang good sleep hygiene. I'm in bed at like nine o'clock. I have my routine. I know what I'm going to do. And then suddenly everything kind of got screwed up. And I'm like, Mm. okay, why is this? Why is this so weird? Like last night I couldn't go to sleep till like 11. And so I've been, I've been playing around with this over the last few weeks trying to go, okay, what is, what's changed? And I suddenly realized, I think I'm watching stuff on TV right before I go to sleep, that kind of gets me going. Or I'll get on Twitter right before I go to sleep. And so I've been playing around over the last week, like, okay, instead of, I love, there's a relaxation that happens for me of like, 
okay, I'm going to watch a show that my husband doesn't like to watch, but I do. I love sure. crime, crime drama stuff. And I kind of got hooked on this over the last six months of watching a couple of different crime dramas. I'm like, well, wait, that's probably part of why you're not sleeping well. So I kind of switched what I watched. And then I've just recently gone back to, I used to read every night I would read. Yeah. And so I've been playing with reading from an actual book versus mm. reading from an actual Kindle or you sure. know, my iPad. And it's so interesting that when I just read from a book, because that means now I have to have the light on next to my bed versus, hey, I've got my you know, lovely little iPad on. I can read about three pages of that book and I'm ready to conk out. Yeah. But if I read with my iPad on, oh, I can read for a good solid hour. It's because my brain is going, oh, I have to work harder to see this. And I got to, you know, it's, it's just, sure. even though the background that I have for my Kindle is black. So it's black yeah. with white letters. So it, what you're bringing up, Jack, is so interesting because I'm seeing it in my own life. I'm playing around with some of this stuff and going, okay, first of all, even last time, my husband was kind of shocked because I'm like, it's 8.30, we're, we're done with one show and he was about to flip on to another. And I'm like, no, nah, I got a little bit of stuff I need to go do, which I did. I had to catch up a couple of things on work because I like to wake up in the morning and go, okay, everything's clean. Now let's go, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. And I had gotten to that point earlier in the evening. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. Let's just get away from this. And so I hopped on the computer for just a couple of minutes, which I try not to do. I try not to yeah. be on the computer within 30 minutes of going to bed. That's just kind of one of my rules. I can be on my iPad reading. That's okay. But like literally sitting in front, checking email. No, 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 no. And I got up here, I did that. And then I went to the room and I started reading and I don't even know when he came up because I literally fell asleep with the actual book. This was a book, not like the Kindle laying on my chest. So it's interesting to play with these things. And I do believe, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I believe, and Jack and I were talking about this before we got on here to record. I believe my sleep pattern is probably the biggest piece of why suddenly I can't get the weight off. There's something sure. happening. I have really intense dreams, very vivid dreams. I even yeah. know last night I woke up and I was, <laughs> of course, my husband now sleeps with earplugs. And I know I was, I was talking out loud about directing some show and it's just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like, there's something really livid going on in my dream patterns right now. And if I'm not getting the right sleep, then my body's like, holding on, I'm defending you. I'm holding on to this stuff. And I know that's part of it because- I go out, I yeah. exercise, I do all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, even I wear blue blocker. I mean, it's called true, a company called true dark. I, I wear their glasses. They're red hmm. uh, in my, in my actual bedroom. I have a red light bulb. So I shut all the, the regular lights off. I have a, a red light bulb. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the bedroom I'll read a little bit, but it's for sleeping and sex only. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. really the sex is the important. That's sex is Yes. Very. Yeah. And I think that's an inter <laughs> that I think that's an interesting thing too for guys that get to this space because yeah, I hear this all the time. Oh yeah, we're not really having sex. I'm like, well, define not really having sex. Oh, I haven't had sex with my spouse or my partner in like five or six months. I'm like, well, Oof. then there's a problem. There's <laughs> On a many, problem. many, many levels, yeah. there's a problem, you know. Sure. And, and I we as humans, I believe, and I think you're backing this up. That to me is part of the piece of the puzzle, unless there's something unique about who you are. I'm not going to say the people who are asexual, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're in a normal, quote, normal relationship and that piece gets yanked away, your body's in defensive mode right out the gate. Sure, it's brutal. 
It's very brutal. So, um, so we've done sleep, we've done positive mindset, nutrition. What's yeah. number four? It's movement and exercise. I, I think I, I, I can't tell you, I'll, I'll give you a really interesting story. I mean, I, I had, well, I can tell you a few, but one, a very interesting story is a guy who lost a hundred pounds and he actually, you know, we went back and forth on a weight loss program two months, didn't really do much with it. Uh, his, his doctor basically just told me he's going to die. He's 43 kids, mm-hmm. um, was, was a salesman constantly on the road. And, you know, he, un- unfortunately he had, he had a, both knee problems. He had a labrum problem in his shoulder and his hips. I mean, he, he wasn't able to fit into the machines mm. and, uh, you know, we went back and forth and I remember asking him four questions and you know, one of the first was just simply, you know, what are you, what are you capable of, of actually doing when it comes to exercise? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I went back and forth and he found that swimming was that. Yeah. And I said, you know, what, when can you do it? You know, then, then we put that down and I said, what do you enjoy doing? He goes, I really enjoy swimming as well. Um, and then we put a why behind that. Like, why do you want to swim? Why do you want to do this? So, you know, that was for a plethora of reasons. He didn't want to have surgery. He, he wanted to be there for his children. He wanted to have more energy. Um, when we look at exercise, we, we have to look at it as, really, what do we like to do? Because consistency is really critical. If you're not consistent, forget it. I mean, that's really, that's 80%. Um, Woody Allen said 80% is just showing up, right? I mean, if you're able to just be consistent because you like something, you find the time when you can do it, make sure you're capable of doing that. You'll be on your way to to getting the results from exercise. Nobody exercises one day and looks in the mirror like, oh my God, look what happened to me. Right. Um, I, I mean, I've been exercising since I was in eighth grade. I mean, I've been exercising. I'm 43 years old. I've been exercising most of my life. Um, I do the things that I like to do. When, when I do things I hate to do, I, I tend not to do them. They're not consistent. You're not going to get the results. You know, it's interesting uh, you brought that up because we were just, we were out hiking with a friend of ours over the weekend. And one of, one of the first friends that we've actually really even hung out with through this whole COVID thing, and we decided to go take a hike. And it, it had been a while since we've done like a real hike. We get out and we walk and we do some short hikes and stuff. And I was like, okay, this sucks because the hike we started, I mean, immediate like incline right out the gate, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah. but I'm cool with it. And yet I did it because I enjoy it. I get on my bike because I enjoy it. Right. I go out and I walk because I enjoy it. I go to the gym and I swim because I enjoy it. You put me in the weight room, I freaking hate it. And sure. I won't, I, I'll go do it, but I don't. It's like, I'm going to go lift those weights as quickly as I can. And when I finally you figured don't. that whole thing out, like that isn't serving me well. Go do the stuff that sure. really serves me well. And I just got back on the bike during this whole COVID thing. Cause I'm like, well, I can't go to the gym. I can't swim. Yeah. And I haven't cycled in a while because I've had some feet issues and all that sort of stuff. And I'm enjoying it so much. In fact, I'm to that point, Jack, where you know, the endorphin, like, like, okay, you got to do this. It's, yeah. it's now there. It's there every other day. And we, I didn't cycle over the weekend. And by the time, so we're recording this the day after or two days after Memorial day, everyone. And I didn't cycle the whole long weekend. And then yesterday morning, Tuesday, I'm like, I'm going. I have got to get on my bike. And I didn't go as far as I normally would, but it was like, it's that habitual pattern, the movement. It's got to be consistent, as you said. And I think for most people, they're like, okay, I'm going to go do this because this is what I've been told to do. If you don't enjoy it, you're never going to do it. Yeah. And and if you do it, it's only going to be a short amount of time. Right. 
I mean, you see it a lot with athletes, like these yep. athletes, um, you know, high school athletes, football players, um, you know, females that were just like the best soccer player in your school. And then yep. you see them 20 years later and they, they, that's what they like to do. All right. So right. you, you got to start shifting that mindset. Like, Hey, you got to find something you like to do. If your and, thing is weights and, and you don't do weights, do a right. little cardio after. If your thing is cardio, find the cardio you like and, you know, go to the gym with your buddy and do some weights and laugh and joke around and, or, or hire a personal trainer, go once a week. That's fine. Right. You know, and it's yeah. it, it just, it's be, it's, it's about that consistency and, and, mm -hmm. and showing up and we could talk all about, I mean, if people, people come to me to get in, you know, really good shape, you know, how to increase your muscle size and how to push. But you know, the, the starting point is what do you like to do? And then. But I also think you just brought up something. A lot of people are like, okay, I can't afford a trainer. Right. Okay. Well, I get that, but you can afford your $5 coffee every day. I mean, if you really well, yeah. started to look at stuff from the perspectives of what you say you can't afford, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot you can't afford, you know? And there's actually some, I mean, I was involved with an app that I, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't use it anymore, but I really enjoyed my trainer. The thing that sure. was missing for me was I know for me, if I'm going to do the weight thing, I kind of need to have that person, the accountability partner, like standing right there with me. When my husband and I have time to go to the gym together, it works out pretty good. But that's for me, it. that's not yeah. going to work if I don't have that person with me. Now, I can go swim. I can go bike. I can do all that stuff because that's what gets me going. And I don't need somebody to hold me accountable. I hold myself accountable. In fact, yesterday when I rode... It was the first day in a few days. And I'm like, damn, I only went 10 miles. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't mean, you know, on Thursday, you're only going to go 10. Cause I know I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go do 15. Mm. I can hold myself accountable that way, but it's that understanding where you need what you need and then making that part of the equation, making that part of the habit. And, and I think you, we have to start thinking about habits. I'll tell you if I, I, I wake up every morning um, I drink a bunch of water. I meditate immediately. Um, I'll right now I, I go outside. Um, I, I got chickens. I feed my chickens. Right. And uh, I'll go for a quick jog or I'll do some burpees in the back lawn. Just quick three, four minute workout. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm on my day. And if I don't do that every morning, I'm missing, missing habits. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I knew, I knew today when I got up that I had a pretty full day and it's going to be a warm day. We're, we're kind of having a weird heat spell here on the coast. So we're going to be, I know for some people, like, really, that's a heat spell. But, yes, it's going to be 85, 87 degrees. We're used to 70, 72 degrees here. So it's going to be really warm here. And I also knew because of my day that they're probably, the only time I was going to really be able to go get anything done was going to be right in the middle of the heat spell. Not a fan of that. But I had three hours before anything really kicked off this morning. So I got out of bed, and I immediately said, I'm out of here. I'm going for a walk. Yeah, because I perfect. knew, A, I needed that, number one. And B, if I didn't do it, I know I can go later this evening too. But I wanted something that I need that kind of first thing in the morning push for me to get me going. And if I miss that push, my whole day literally goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Harvard Med Medical says that, you know, the first hour is the most important hour. If, I mean, if you can't give yourself an hour first thing in the morning and you don't even have to give it a full hour, I, I never give it a full hour. Right. Uh, I mean, if you gave it a half an hour every single morning um, to, to have a better day, to show up as a better parent, as a better whatever, as a better anything in life, just to show right. up better just from spending that half an hour, then you know what? If you, if you can't get hopefully the gyms will be open again someday. If you can't get to the gym or you can't get to your favorite class 
or you can't play, you know, beach volleyball, whatever you're doing right now, what are you going to do? You got the workout in the morning, you know? Right, so right. at least, at least you're setting yourself up for momentum, but that morning ritual is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and critical. I think the other piece to this, I've noticed myself over this whole, while we've been quote sheltering in place and doing all this stuff, I still can, I can still get up and I can do my abs. <laughs> I may yeah. not feel like I want to do anything. I can do it. Doesn't mean I enjoy it, but it's the thing I know I can do. And it's interesting how suddenly we can put so many roadblocks in front of everything. Oh, I can't do that because I really don't like eating that. Or, oh, you know, I just, I don't have time for this meditation thing. Or, yeah, but, you know, I have to wait till the kids get into bed. And by the time the kids get into bed, you know, I'm never going to get to bed before. Really, all of it's excuses. Every bit of it becomes an excuse instead of what can I do? What can I do? Results are excuses. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm curious before we kind of wrap up here, because you and I could, Jack and I could talk all day long. We've already figured that out from all the other stuff that we have done together. But um, I'm curious for you, what is your highest motivation for keeping yourself in good shape and your highest motivation for the work that you do? I mean, it's a hundred percent for my, my boys, Uh, my youngest, suffer some uh, learning disability and I, I, I'm dyslexic. Mm. So I kind of suffer from that kind of stuff. But you know, when I, when I'm on with wellness, I, I mean, I, my brain is on, I mean, there's, there's mm. nothing I can't do. I mean, you're talking about a kid and in, in, I couldn't write in high school. You know, my first year in college, I almost flunked out of, um, you know, I had a, I had an almost four point all the way up through my PhD when I learned how to control my brain and, <laughs> and get this wellness. So if you're asking me, it's, it's because my life is hundred percent better. Uh, when, when I'm healthy, you know, and, and I think that's where people get a little bit mixed up. Um, some people find wellness and they, it changes their life so much. They just want to push it in other people's face. But what I'm telling people is you don't have to do everything perfectly, but if you find little areas in your life where you could just make simple changes, simple changes, I mean, and you, you turn those into habits cause it, it takes no energy. We only have so much willpower. Right. That's when you can change your life. So I mean, I'm motivated to show my, my son that he could learn quicker and better when he eats better and, you know, works out. And there's so many different things that he could do um, and just show up as a better parent. And um, I love the patients I work with. I love the clients that I have. So if I'm able to inspire them, even at 5%, that makes, makes my life pretty well worth it. Well, I love everything you've shared here today, Jack. And I'm so glad that we met and I was able to bring you to my listeners. And I love these four steps. We've got everything where you can connect with Jack. I highly recommend, no matter where you are in the world, if you've got some questions for this guy, lean into him. Um, he's really a big giver in so many ways. And I've learned that about him as we've become friends and got to know each other and um, we'll have everything for reaching out to Jack, his website, all that good stuff. So thanks again, man, for being part of 40 plus real men, real talk. Absolutely. Thank you. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.